Hello and welcome to Stories from India. This is a podcast where we talk about myths, legends and folk tales from India. I am your host Narad Muni and I'm a mythological character myself. I have the gift of eternal life and knowledge of the past, the present and the future. By profession, I'm a traveling musician. and a storyteller so the way i'm doing my job is by podcast in this episode we are back to the singhasan battisi singhasan battisi literally means 32 of the throne because this is a series of 32 stories all featuring the throne of king vikram aditya by the way Each of the 32 stories was also told by a different storyteller. So far, we've done a couple of Singhasan Battisi episodes before. The first was episode 124, which had the framing narrative. We did one of the stories in episode 136. Today, we'll briefly recap the framing narrative and then cover another of the 32 stories the framing story for the singhasan battisi doesn't begin with vikramaditya it begins with a different king raja bhoj bhoj ruled his little kingdom several centuries after vikramaditya had passed on vikramaditya or vik himself was rather popular thanks to the vikram and betal stories and a bunch of other stories that prominently featured the king we have covered many of the vikram and betal stories before and you'll find links to those in the show notes and on the site sfipodcast.com vik's throne was an artifact lost in time the throne was a gift from indra the king of the devs and the ruler of swarg or heaven the throne held a similar sort of value to the way modern civilization attributes to the holy grail or the lost ark of the covenant the person who found wick's throne was neither indiana jones nor lara croft it wasn't bhoj either it was an ordinary farmer Bhoj observed the sudden change of behavior in the farmer only when he was in the vicinity of a particular hill. So Bhoj had this mind-altering hill dug up. And that's when he discovered the throne. Bhoj had been a very average king so far. Now was a chance to become special. Maybe by sitting on Vikramaditya's throne he might inherit some of his powers and become a famous king himself perhaps even more famous than vik bhoj's people cleaned the throne and prepared it for him and because they couldn't find a way to displace the throne they built an entire palace around it even average kings were rich so bankrolling a new palace construction was not a problem 
Bhoj's architects and designers had done a terrific job. They even had 32 stairs leading up to the throne itself. They did that to match the 32 idols on the side of the throne. When Bhoj took his first step towards the throne, something very strange happened. One of the idols flew out of its spot. It hovered near Bhoj and challenged him. He could sit on the throne, but only if he felt he was worthy of it. The idol spoke to him in the melodious voice of an apsara. It told him a story and asked him a true or false question. Bhoj needed to provide a sincere reply. That was absolutely necessary. The apsara had an artificial intelligence powered lie detection module so she would know if he was telling the truth the idol told him a story asked her question bhoj answered and the idol flew away because his answer didn't exactly match wick's behavior the throne looked just as pretty with 31 idols instead of 32 Suppose so didn't worry but then the same thing happened with the next idol and so on and so forth today we'll hear one such story i'm apsara number 2 said apsara number 2 after first clearing her throat to announce her presence bhoj seemed a little preoccupied he was probably still thinking about the first story what number 2 you said asked bhoj narrowing his eyes suspiciously you don't mean to say you have another story for me i do said the apsara and because i'm not the very first apsara i won't need to repeat any instructions just hear me out Tell me whether or not you would do the same thing as Vic if you were in his position. Bhoj gleamed triumphantly. He thought he had spotted the catch in what she said and he had got her there. If I were in Vic's position, I couldn't say or do anything. Vic's been dead a few centuries now. Maybe that's the answer I was supposed to give to the apsara. The apsara shook her head. No, no, no. I meant in the story what Vic would have done in the story. Now, if you're done with your frivolous interruptions, may I please continue? Bhoj shuffled his feet in embarrassment. Once upon a time began the apsara as the screen began to fade There was a gathering of devs they were having a party in swarg or heaven These swarg parties were the hottest things amongst the gods and not just because surya the sun god attended every single party The other guests 
were always coming to him to add a little flame to their drinks. And he couldn't resist the urge to bask in popularity. Agni, the god of fire, was a little hurt that he wasn't their first choice. Varun, the god of the oceans, had a similar effect as Surya. The lesser devs were always begging him to craft elaborate fountains for them. And Narad was at the party too. The Apsara hit the pause button at this point. She told Bhoj, it's totally not weird that Narad's in this story, while also being the narrator of the story that you and I feature in. Think about it like the picture-in-picture mode on your TV. Bhoj asked, what's a TV? Because they hadn't been invented yet. The Apsara just dismissed his question and hit the play button again. And the party in Swarg continued. In the advanced stages of this party, when the rank-and-file devs had departed, the ones that were left behind were the usual laggards. Vayu, the god of the wind, was loudly bragging about how he broke the speed record. Again. And I whooshed down this mountainside and I was totally like, this is a roller coaster, man. He totally did, confirmed Narad. Narad has this knowledge of the past, present and future and was often called upon to confirm things like this. Surya said, That's cool, bro. But you know what? I bet I had something to do with it. Solar power heats air, and that causes air circulation. So if you had tailwinds, they were totally because of me. Hey, you guys want to hear about my trip to the bottom of the Pacific Ocean? Varun asked. But no one was paying him any attention. Indra was right there to egg on Surya. Sunny, you've always been going on about how you're the best at everything. You must have gone faster than Vayu or traveled further than Varun. Surya laughed. LOL, of course, dude. I've traveled around the galaxy so fast, your heads will spin. And in the four and a half billion years that I've been around, I've traveled throughout the cold depths of space. Maybe astronomy facts weren't the most appropriate things to bring up at exactly that point. At least, not so late into a party. But the natural question that then arose was, what else could Surya do? What were the limits of his powers? I can burn up anything. Anything, I say, he said. Well, then let's have a contest, shall we? Indra chimed in. Burn up Varun. Hey, what? asked Varun. He hadn't expected that. No, wait, Narad said. If the seas all evaporate, it'll disrupt the water cycle 
and it'll mean the end of all life on earth oh go boil your head narad indra said yeah spoil sport vayu added bitterly but thankfully indra changed his tune a little bit at this point bet i know just the guy you can't burn up he told surya and then he proceeded to tell him about this king who was a totally rad dude wise and brave and empathetic his name was vikramaditya oh vik why didn't you say so earlier surya asked i heard about him from narad's podcast narad's podcast isn't much but it does have a few celebrity listeners so anyway surya accepted the challenge indra said that he would call vik he had the guy on speed dial we should hold the contest in a very special place someone suggested varun had an idea how about lake manasarovar that's a very special place and it's secluded it won't fill up with selfie hunters so they agreed that that would be the place for vic to show up but they had no idea when ancient indian transport being what it was it was a bit hard to predict how long it would take for vic to make the trek up to manasarovar no one bothered to ask why vic needed to go anywhere other than just stepping outside of his palace it's probably the god effect they just assume that traveling from one place to another is not really a problem the sun was everywhere no that would have solved the time problem too they could ask narad when vik would reach manasarovar but narad also knew the outcome so asking him anything would probably be spoiling the surprise the effect of not knowing when the contest would happen was that surya soon forgot all about it meanwhile vik got indra's message and i guess there weren't as many spam callers back in the day so vik easily believed indra's message so vik easily believed indra when he said he was indra no suspicion that this was a prank or something it took vik an entire month to get there which is not much longer than what it takes these days on foot when vik got there he was hungry cold and tired but hey at least the cold would be taken care of indra had said that there was some kind of contest he was a contestant and that it was going to get warm and toasty for vik dawn arrived and it was beautiful manasarovar was pristine it reflected the tall peaks all around it vic wished that cameras had been invented 
so that he could have brought one here. Then he saw something glinting in the lake. It seemed like a circular disk. Curious. Wick decided to investigate. He swam through the icy waters of the lake and quickly made it to the disk. Only, it wasn't a disk. It was now a cylinder. He could see it more clearly now. When he dipped his head below the water, he could see that it was actually a pillar. And it was slowly rising. Quickly, Wick climbed up the pillar and sat there, on top, meditating. The pillar kept rising in time with the sun. And the sun kept getting hotter as it rose in the sky. So that's what Indra had meant by warm and toasty, Wick figured. Wick thought that the pillar would probably only be as tall as the lake was deep. But he was wrong. It rose much, much higher. And it got much, much hotter. The sun kept turning up the heat. Not intentionally. Surya was just doing his job. He had completely forgotten the contest and was just doing what he normally did every day. But in that process, as Vic got closer and closer to the sun, he was burnt and reduced to ashes. Vic didn't even flinch, not even at the last minute. He just kept meditating. Wait a minute, Bhoj interrupted. If Vic was alone at Manasarovar, no witnesses, how do you know that that's what happened? You didn't let me finish, said the Apsara. Wick did burn up, but Surya noticed what he had done. With his magic powers, he reversed what had happened to Wick. But why? asked Poj. Dozens of people die of extreme heat every year. Not really. Hundreds die. You only hear about the dozens that don't get restored. What? Really? Bhoj was incredulous. Nah, I'm just kidding, the Apsara said. Surya restored Vic because he saw this guy on the pillar coming closer and closer. And no one had managed to come that close. Ever before. Usually... They just jumped off the pillar within a minute or two. Okay. So was Indra upset with Wick then? I mean, he had been backing the wrong horse, it looks like. Yeah, we'll get to that. But I must get to the question first. So tell me, Raja Bhoj, would you have done what Wick did? Would you have sat on the pillar till the very end? If he had been in Vic's place, would he have gotten burned up as he was? Well, duh, obviously not, said Bhoj. First off, if I got a call from someone called Indra, I would probably ignore them. Spam caller, no doubt. 
it's just a chance in a million in your story that it was actually indra i mean why would indra telephone in all other stories we have done on this show he just shows up and if someone asked me to go all the way to an obscure isolated place and to go there alone i am not doing it all this just so that indra doesn't lose a bet which he lost eventually anyway sounds silly the upsara side the contest wasn't about being burned up or not yeah everybody will be burned up by surya but it was vix behavior as he sat on the pillar he was brave he didn't flinch he knew what might happen but he didn't hesitate he had a directive from indra and he was following it i guess i didn't really expect you to match vix choices but you'll get 30 more chances i suppose with that she flew off bhosh didn't get a chance to object he didn't get why it was more important to be obedient to indra than to be an independent rational thinker but whatever vik had done it had gotten him the throne so there must be something to it that bhosh wasn't grasping he also wondered what the next story would be like but for that he would have to wait for a while maybe a few weeks maybe a few months it depended on when he could take the next step and when nara's listeners would request another singhasan batisi episode that's all for this time the throne itself was a creation of indra impressed by vikramaditya in a different episode he would give vik the throne the throne itself granted the king some additional powers however that was not how vikram solved so many of the betal's problems check out the links for the previous singhasan batisi stories and previous vikram and betal episodes we have met varun vayu surya and indra in many previous episodes as well next time we'll do a folk tale from central india it's about a woodcutter who finds something magical in the middle of the forest if you have comments or suggestions or if there are particular stories that you would like to hear please do let me know by leaving a comment or a review on the site sfipodcast.com or tweet at @sfipodcast you can also find me on instagram and facebook Be sure to subscribe to the show to get notified automatically of new episodes. A big thank you to each and every one of you for your continued support and your feedback. The music is from purpleplanet.com. That's purple-planet.com. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time.